Hey, writer friends and listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Nonfiction is My Lane podcast, where a community of writers and authors come together for a literary chit-chat on their journey to finding their secret sauce in the nonfiction space. We'll also chat about the steps they've taken in the pursuit of becoming writers of this genre, as well as sharing ins and outs, ups and downs, highs and lows of how creating systems, processes, and workflows has kept it all running. Welcome to episode two, Winner's Wisdom with author Demetrius Chance on the Nonfiction Is My Lane podcast. I'm your host, Latrice Fowler. I want to welcome Demetrius to our first official author chat here on the Nonfiction Is My Lane podcast. I do appreciate you for being our first guest on the show. So welcome, Demetrius. Welcome. Thank you for having me. To start off, tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about you and your family life and where you are in the world. My name is Demetrius Chance. Um, I consider myself a, a philosopher, a lover of wisdom. I write spiritual self-help books, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. The the way I got into this, to writing books and spiritual self-help books was um, I went to college, and then college didn't work out. I, I moved back to Dallas with my mother, and I was on a train riding, thinking to myself, like, this this not this can this cannot be my life. This is not where I'm supposed to be in life. Like, who am I? What I'm what, what am I here for? What 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 is my purpose? And I was just thinking to myself that I have a lot of wisdom because I remember being 11 years old, being in the in the car with my aunt. She was driving down Bellina Street, Street in Dallas, and a car hit her from the back. And then I remember getting out. We all got out the hospital, and my my aunt was able to get a new a newer car. And I was riding the car with my father, and I told him, "Oh, Sandra had a wreck because she needed a new car." Me saying that as an 11 year old. How did I have the wisdom to know that that's, that is why that happened? Things of that nature. So I, I replayed those thoughts in my head, things like that, that I that I naturally knew when I was younger, and I played them back in my head when I was older, when I didn't when I didn't finish college, and it helped me to understand who 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 I really am and what I'm here for. And that's where me uh, writing a book came from, and me writing my first book. Um, G code, aka God code, was just having a set of codes in my life to live live by, and that's what got me to writing books. That's awesome. So you you knew at an early age that that the wisdom was really strong within. Yes, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, I just didn't take it serious because my I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to be like Deion Sanders. That's what I looked up to as far as playing football. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a cornerback. I used to work out every day, and, you know, my aunt would buy me Bibles and books and things of that nature to kind of lead me to who I am, but I just didn't take it seriously until after I didn't graduate college, and I kind of had to go back to who I, who I really am. I couldn't run from it no more. Okay, so you really, you touched on my, my second question, which was, you know, uh, how you got started with your, your right life, so you did kind of touch on that. So when you first started your project, uh, was that the first project that you started? Was the uh, the G code? Yes, yes, that was the first one. Um, I started started to write because I write all my books from a perspective of how could my book help me as a person? You know, before it could help anybody else, it had to be able to help me. So you know, just 
trying to get back on my feet mm-hmm. and get a job and live my life is Jico came about because I feel like okay there is no guarantee that I'm going to make it in this world and be you know uh wealthy or a millionaire or this and that because I didn't graduate college so I was just trying to to the point to where it's like what can I do to be at peace with myself and that's where Jico came about because it's like let me write about these certain codes that I can live by in my life that'll help me be a better person and let me put them into a book form to, to help other people. Yeah, so you kind of touched on the, the, the third question, which was, you know, what's your angle, what's your point of view of your underlying message? And then, so that's that's what you wanted to, uh, that's what you were feeling and that's what you were going through at the time. So you wanted your your project to, to, to be around that 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 subject as well right yes mm-hmm. so did you um start off as uh knowing that you were um moving into the lane of nonfiction writing or did you also have aspirations of doing fiction as well i knew i was in the lane of nonfiction when i started mm-hmm. because I, i'm a serious person mm-hmm. by nature so i don't i have to right from experience and by what I believe and 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 by what I know and just real things. I had to write based off real real events and real things and, and just real wisdom. So walk us through your process of creating and organizing your project as a nonfiction writer. Yes, yes, yes. I'm working on a project now and it costs to be free and I'm going through the editing stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, my process is that I kind of I, I live life. Like, I, I kind of just live life. I be down to earth, and I just go through the real events in my life, whether it's dating or just dealing with family, real life events, job, money, or whatnot. And I just I just kind of feel, feel it to the realest extent I can feel it. Like, I'm in tune with everything that happens in my life to kind of bring that creativity out of me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, my process is kind of, it's more deep, it's, it's, it's more dark because I'm actually in tune with what's really going on in my life to kind of bring the real out of me to put in my books. So I hear like you maybe like get along with yourself and kind of think out your thoughts uh, and, and you, you dig a little deeper in order to uh, produce, you know, the, the type of message that you want your readers to take away from your project? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so when when it comes to actually sitting down and, uh, you know, taking that idea and taking those those notes and those thoughts and putting it down on um, what will be your your finished work. What does that process look like? Um, I start off just writing what's in my heart. Title of the book is what helped me to know what direction I'm going in. So once I had a title title of the book, like um, it costs to be free, which is the book I'm working on now. And for for that book, I kind of sit back and observe my life and. What does it take for me to be free in my life, or how did I become to getting becoming free in my life, and what can I do to become free? And I kind of write, I kind of start there, and I, I kind of just start writing things down, writing things down, writing things down, just writing, 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 and then I marinate on it, and I just sit on it, and then I come back the next day, and remind you this whole time, this whole process, I'm still in a dark place, so I can feel everything. So I come back the next day, and I go through everything I wrote, and it just scrambled everywhere. And I kind of break certain stuff down, like okay, this will be in another chapter, 
uh, this will be in chapter one, this will be in chapter two, or this will be in my introduction. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just take stuff out, put stuff in, and I just keep right from there, keep right from there. And I say by chapter one, chapter two, as I'm writing, I'm deep in it, and I'm dark, dark, dark inside writing my book, mm-hmm. it all come into, it'll start just flowing naturally by itself. So do you have like a, um, uh, like a, a group of uh, other writers or people that you kind of bounce ideas off of, or is it just, you know, a solitary type um, process? You just keep all of your thoughts and your, your ideas and notes to yourself, or do you kind of talk out some of your ideas and, and things like that with other, other like-minded writers or, or authors? Uh, no, I just, I say to my, I say to myself, mm-hmm. Because uh, kind of my definition of author is when, when I was thinking it's like if you take the A U T out of author and put A R T, mm-hmm. it kind of says the same thing. Like it's it's art, you know. Right. And my art, it just it just who I am, and I just gotta do it that way, you right. know. Like for as my for the editors and things like that, then they can they can kind of you know help me develop uh, my book. But as I'm writing it, I'm just to myself. I love that. Yeah, I, I believe that as well, because, um, you know, not everyone is going to understand the ideas that you have, and not everyone's going to understand your process. Every author and writer is different uh, as far as their processes and how they take their idea to, you know, finished work. So I do love that. Are you a full-time writer, or do you have uh, other uh, life obligations? What does your daily workflow as a writer look like? And how do you incorporate your writing into your personal and family routine? I work a, a full-time job, get home around five, and then I, I meditate mm-hmm. for probably about a probably a good hour, hour, 30 minutes. Just sit there in my own thoughts with the, you know, no TV on anything like that. And um, I can kind of pick up where I left off and, and start writing and looking at my book. I, you know, I might light a candle or something to that nature. And as far as with family, like when I'm writing, and I'm dealing with my family, I, I kind of shy away from certain conversations, and I, I kind of, I'm hard on myself when I'm in a writing phase. Like, I don't entertain everything uh, that my family has going. I'm not too emotional with things that's, that doesn't really elevate me. I'm not indulging in it, because I'm, I'm deep into myself, and I gotta, I have to stay there, so I can't, I'm not able to, to kind of be free with my, my family members and friends, you know, and I'm kind of to myself. Mm-hmm. And things of that nature when I'm in the writing process. So on a day-to-day basis, I go to work, come home, uh, not talk to nobody really, not watch TV, and just kind of dive into real life. Like what, what happened today that was real that I can, you know, go off of to help me within my writing. And it kind of just nat- comes naturally. And I have to be there because if I, if I, it's like a connection it's like keeping a connection to God because uh, to the universe or to higher power, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to keep that connection to higher power to keep um, pouring in me, mm-hmm. you know, creativity to write my book and truth to write my book and giving, giving my energy to family members and friends to kind of take me out of that space. Yes, I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like, you know, when we are in the zone, so to speak, we have to protect that uh, with, you know, boundaries and things like that so that, you know, the outside, not outside world, but the outside or background noise won't affect uh, our our thought process and then, we'll, you know, the underlying message that we ultimately want to get out into the masses. 
And so I hear that, you know, you you do rely on your faith a lot in, in order to, you know, get your message out. Is that something that you, you do practice that uh, often, right? Yes, yes, yes. I, yes. I rely on my faith and um, experience, biblical texts, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. Like ev- evidence is a, a big thing for me. Like I have an evidence of going through certain things mm-hmm. and just ha- and being convicted in my spirit of certain things that God put in me. And that's why I got to stay connected to him because that is my that is my foundation. That is my foundation as an author. So when, when I write, you know what you're getting from me. Like when I say certain things, I'm standing on it. And I, be- I deeply believe in what I'm putting on paper and what I'm putting in the book. I deeply believe in that. Yeah. So when you started, did you start, did you seek out other authors that were, in the same kind of genre that you were uh, wanting to write in to kind of see what their what you know what what their processes were or what their bodies of work looked like to kind of determine what lane you wanted to go in or direction you wanted to stay in. Did you use any of those resources when you first started? Uh, no, when I first started, I was really a lost sheep uh, mm-hmm. trying to find my way. Uh, I actually just. I had paid for a class to just teach me how to self-publish my book because, you know, I wasn't looking for no no book deal or anything. I was just looking to, to write and get it out there and then kind of go back and see what I did wrong or what I could have did better. You know, I couldn't find no author because, I mean, you know, in my environment, I don't even know a lot of people who actually read books or read spiritual self-help books or even read a book that's like mine because... My book have Bible verses and wisdom and real life situations in them, but my book is non-religious, so it kind of, it's kind of, it kind of comes from both sides of the spectrum. When um, a lot of writers are either they're re- they're religion, they're Christians, or they're they're writing from their own experience with no religious point of view. But I'm kind of bringing in both, so I couldn't, I didn't have no one that I could go to to help me kind of put it all together. I just had to just trial and error was what I came in, came in the game doing. Did you ever worry about, you know, if, you know, people in your, your circle or, or, you know, associates that you knew uh, that, you know, weren't uh, spiritual or faith-based that, you know, no, no one you knew would read your, your work. Was that, you know, an afterthought? Yes, I, I did because mm-hmm. I didn't know how, how could I, how could I get them? How could I merge both worlds together? Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, you know, when I wrote, if you look at the title, G-Co, a.k.a. G-Co, okay, when we say, when you hear the word G-Co, you know, you're thinking about gangster. Right. You know, someone that's hard, someone that lives out morals and principles. That's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how I wrote to, like, reach my people. You know, then I put a.k.a. G-Co so they would know, okay, that it's spiritual and it's, and it's urban basis, hood basis, you know, it's it's from a a, a, a black standpoint, from how we see the world, how black people see the world standpoint. So um, I kind of put both of them inside, and yes, I worried, but I did have, for me, just putting that word G-code up there, I had faith mm-hmm. that people would reach it, would reach it, but the thing is, is um, like I said again, my environment, a lot of people don't read. You know they they don't read, so even if it sound good, 
it looks good. They can understand where I come from just by looking at the title. A lot of people don't read. So that was a thing I did have to deal with because I kind of took the approach of, well, I self-published a book and, you know, Master P said he sold CDs out his trunk. I'm going to try to sell books out my trunk. And I tried that. I honestly tried that, you know, within the city of Dallas. I honestly tried that. But the difference is reading a book, you have to put energy into into reading it. Listen to a CD, you can just pop it in and it'll read to you. You can just listen to it to you while you're driving. You don't have to focus on it. So, yes, that was an obstacle of mine. What I did learn, though, is my journey, I just have to find readers and people who read my type of books, you know, and, and I naturally gravitate to people who read my type of books instead of trying to find a certain audience. Because when I did first write, I wrote for my people. But then as I thought about it, I said, you know, you know, you know what? I have to write, write to readers, to people who actually want to grow, no matter if they're black, white, Muslim, Asian, or whatnot. I just have to write to people who are into self-help in general. That's good. What's the uh, the title of your latest book, again, and uh, any other projects, new projects that you're working on that you want to share with the with our listeners? My book that's on Amazon now is G-Code, a.k.a. Guide Code, and it's about having a set of codes for your life that you can live live and die by on a day-to-day day to day basis. And my, my book, It Costs to Be Free, that I'm working on now, that's going to be out in the spring of this year, between March and May, is about paying the cost with your body to become free spiritually and whatever that is, paying the cost to be free is kind of like, you know, Jesus being on a cross and taking all those nails and, you know, bleeding to death to free us of our sins. And you can apply that same method to your life in whatever area you are struggling in to become free. That's awesome. So tell our, our uh, listeners where uh, we can find your where we can find you on uh, online. Uh, mainly on Instagram, you can find me on Instagram at Wise by Nature. That's W I S E underscore B Y underscore Nature N A T U R E, and that's where you can most find me on Instagram. Wise by Nature. It's also linked to to my book that's on Amazon. Gico. That's it, guys, for episode two, Winner's Wisdom on the Nonfiction Is My Lane podcast. I really hope each of you listening enjoyed spending time with me and our new author friend, Demetrius Chance. We sure did have an amazing time hanging out with you. All right, writer friends and listeners, I'm your host, Latrice Fowler. Thank you so much for tuning in on today's author chat on the Nonfiction Is My Lane podcast. You can find all the links and author info mentioned in today's show in the show notes on nonfictionismylane.com. Before we part ways, wherever you may be listening, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you leave a comment and rate the show. Your reviews will help this show move up in rank, helping more writers stay inspired to step out of their comfort zones and create their own writing journeys, processes, and workflows. That's all and that's it. Thanks again, my friends. I can't wait to hang out next month for the next author chit chat. See you then.